It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Wooten. All right, welcome into the show. Let's do a quick housekeeping note right to start, Nick. Uh, this is going to be our last pod of, I guess, the spring version of the offseason. We've gotten through the big waves of free agency. We've gotten through the draft. We're going into the, the closest thing the NFL has to kind of a, a sleepy season, right? There's The NFL really doesn't take a lot of breaks, but these next couple months, the NFL is actually going to quiet down a little bit. So we will, too, on the pod. But... I do want to just say right off the bat, we're going on our one-year anniversary once we get into the summer, once we get into August. It'll be a year of doing the Bills Wire podcast. I've had a blast doing this with you, Nick, and I just want to thank you and all the people that have made this a successful little thing. There's a lot of way, there's a lot of different places you can get your Bills content, and uh, I just definitely appreciate the people for helping make this a little bit of a success here. Yeah, we got a we we've definitely, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, vouched for you, Ryan. I know me and my. Uh, my colleagues at the different wire outlets that's uh, that you chat with every week and uh, hopefully this will grow and grow and grow and I know we've been enjoying doing it and don't worry folks we'll be back we're <laughs> just um, you know uh, football it uh, even football evaporates a little bit for the for, for, for a couple weeks you know we'll get rookie we'll get rookie mini camp we'll, you know we're gonna see some guys running around in in shorts which is like you know Kind of like a modified NFL combine rookie that'll, that'll camp. That'll excite the people, though. Everyone's going to be excited <laughs> about that, you know? It does. It does. We'll get a couple. We'll, Bill's Wire will have, you know, some three takeaways or something from the day, something that all the reporters are talking about and this and then the other thing. And, you know, but then even we need a little bit of time off. I know, like, June, I'm maybe looking to get out of town for a bit, uh, see what's out there in the world now that I'm, you know, got my vaccine in me. So, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long, uh, long year folks, even for us, uh, even for us no. bills, bills, reporters and podcasters. <laughs> no, a hundred percent And the bills, the, the, the big storyline is I think when we take a look at the off season as a whole, the big storyline I, I can, you know, pull from this is that it was the pass rush, right? It was all about the pass rush. The Bills started saying that as soon as they lost in that AFC Championship game that they want to improve that part of their game. They pursued J.J. Watt. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the offseason. And then they kind of kept screaming at us, right? We talked about that last week. They kept screaming into the mic like, we got to affect the passer. We got to we gotta get pressure on the quarterback. And then they draft edge guys with their first two picks in uh, Greg Russo and Carlos Basham. So I think as we head into the offseason, that's... That's the big takeaway. Like the Bills went, they brought back their key free agents. They didn't have a ton of holes. I think pressuring the quarterback was the big hole. They tried to address it. And I think as we go into the summer and into the season, maybe we count the sacks, right? We talked about that. Like they had 38 sacks last week, last year, middle of the pack. Hopefully they get a little bit more. Maybe they can climb into that upper tier. And if they can get more pressure on the quarterback, more sacks, get more touches for Josh Allen on the other side, maybe they become a better football team. So that's my big takeaway from the offseason. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it looks like, I guess the best way that I can put it is, um, you know, they, they went after, um, Brandon being kind of confirmed that J.J. Uh, Watt was on their radar. Uh, he, you know, eventually just got big mad on social media and posted a picture of him lifting in a Cardinal shirt. And it was like, wait, so is he signing with the Cardinals? So it turns <laughs> out he is. Um, so that was an interesting morning. Um, so instead of the Bills, they they – you know, they were going to go for the home run, 
but now they're going to just kind of, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to play ball. They're going to see how many, uh, they're going to be a singles team now, right? You know, they're going to, they're going to take as many hits as they can here. They're going to take as many shots as they can at the basket here by doubling down on guys instead of going for the home run hitter and JJ Watt. And yeah, I mean, if, I, I guess if you look at it that way, I, I, I honestly can't, can't complain at what Brandon Bean did. He decided, you know, all right, we didn't get the big fish and, there's, there were other guys out there, um, Ingram, among others. Garen Reed was a guy in the middle, uh, the defensive line that that's, uh, the Bills were kind of reportedly looking at as well, who did not end up in Buffalo. So they didn't they didn't get the big fish. So let's let's double down on the little ones and can't complain there because if you're if anything if you're looking to add more sacks from that 38, uh, Ryan, maybe get up above 40. You know, Trent Murphy wasn't too great last year. One of those young guys. That, take his spot uh he was inconsistent he was good against the run but um if one of those guys can provide more of a pass rush with star latulia in the middle taking up uh some more of that uh run responsibility you never know you never know yeah and speaking of star latulia like i want to get into some of these positional battles right because that's going to be another thing that we're going to be talking about as we get closer to training camp and i think there are some positions that are you know, I think a lot of positions for the Bills, the starters are pretty clear, but the backup guys, the other guys that we'll see on the field aren't so clear. Like, I think for defensive tackle, we know Latulier and Ed Oliver are going to be the guys, but we're also seeing the Bills kind of invest in the edge guys, and that might mean they hold fewer defensive tackles on the final 53 at least. So you got like Harrison Phillips, Vernon Butler, Justin Zimmer, like one of those guys probably will get cut, right? I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think that'll be a fun little camp thing to pay attention to? Yeah, I mean, the backup spots now is, I guess, it's a good thing, right? To, uh, yeah. if, you, if you're worrying about the backup spots and not the starters, that's... That's uh, where we're at with the Bills, man. We're, we're looking at backups. That's where we are with the Bills. They're too good. Yeah, I mean, uh, those backup spots, it's kind of going to start running into, um, you know, Zimmer maybe. Uh, I mean, last year, the Bills, they, they, they did keep a pretty big rotation along their defensive end position. But to your point, with Latulier returning... It, it might be a little tough for a guy like Justin Zimmer maybe in the middle. I know they like Harrison Phillips as a backup guy who can play one tech and three tech on, on both spots. Um, and you got Vernon Butler back too. So I think there's your top four. Does, does Zimmer sneak on? I don't know. Players love him. And even uh, Tariq Hill kind of raved about uh, Tariq Hill, like an 81-yard catch against the Bills in the playoffs. And he's like, I don't know who the hell that number 61 guy was in the Bills. But, man, he was hauling. Like, <laughs> I uh, love that. He almost got up to me. <laughs> I love but that. But I know you got the Tariq Hill uh, uh, seal of approval but uh, for Justin Zimmer. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. And then the thing with the Bills is now that's going to kind of mesh into – okay, we got the interior defensive line. Does, what does that mean for a guy like Daryl Johnson on the egg? Does that mean maybe they would like a Zimmer instead of a Johnson? But then wait, Daryl Johnson plays special teams. So how about these backup linebackers? You got uh, someone like Terrell Dodson, who is an undrafted rookie before who the Bills love. They got Andre Smith, who's a big special teamer. And the Bills take the special teams thing seriously. I mean, they drafted. Again, backup special teamers. Mark Marquez Stevenson from Houston, the wide receiver. He's a big return man. But you got other guys who who play different roles on special teams. Look at, at uh, touchdown Jesus, Jake Kumaro, who might get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers on a new team all of a sudden. Uh, he's a big special teams guy. The Bills love these backup special teamers. And all of a sudden, that just starts bleeding into different position groups are battling each other for roster spots, even on offense and defense. So, I mean, those, those last – 
those last you know spots i don't know what do you want to call it 45 to 53 they get interesting on the bills uh, uh lately because i guess the, as, as sean mcdermott you know no mr no stone unturned is very serious about that special team spot i mean he wasn't just gonna as great as andre roberts was as a return man he he just never could bring one to the house right he led the league in like average return yards but he never brought one to the house in a couple years with the bills Isaiah McKenzie gets in there as a backup in week 17 last year, and he takes one. The Bills got a return touchdown. Wait, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, you're not just getting the job handed to you. We're bringing in a rookie. So no one no one is, is being handed a job, even the 53rd man on the roster. So. No, absolutely not. And you're talking about the linebackers. I mean, you also got A.J. Klein right on there. You got Tyrell Adams, who played with the Texans the last couple of years. He's on the he's on the roster. You got this Markel Lee who's sort of a wild card. He played for the Raiders in 2019, but missed last season. You got all these linebackers. So that'll definitely be a position, man. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of bodies in camp at that position. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, it's the new, we can even go into, you know, defensive backs too. Then, you know, DeBar Hamlin supposed to Todd McShay. He, he got drafted into the, uh, you know, uh, in the sixth round by the bills, but all of a sudden, Damar Hamlin comes off the board and Todd McKay has to stop the round table on ESPN to, to project that Damar Hamlin is going to make the Bills roster. Special <laughs> so these things all just bleed into each other. Yeah, defensive back is where I wanted to go next because I think that's my top positional battle to watch. And it's something that we hit on a little bit last week. I mean, if you listen to Brandon Bean, he's going to tell you that he loves Dane Jackson, right? I mean, he just loves Dane Jackson. So I think we always joke about, well, who are they going to bring in to battle Levi, right? Levi Wallace, who's what veteran player are they going to bring in? Who's it going to be this year? Well, maybe it's not a veteran. Maybe it's Dane Jackson. Maybe Levi is the veteran, and he's got to fend off Dane Jackson because I think that'll be – there's going to be a competition there. I, I, the way they talk about this kid, maybe Dane Jackson's got a chance to start opposite Trey White. I don't think that's too far-fetched. They talk him up. Fans <laughs> talk him up. I just listen but... to what Bean tells me. That's all. I, I He does talk him up. He said he's a secret superstar, too, of course, as we talked about last week, Ryan, Mr. Free Agent himself, Richard Sherman. Uh, it sounds like uh, per Kyle Mazden at uh, Niners Wire, it sounds like uh, uh, Richard Sherman might be going back to the, the uh, 49ers as of uh, now. But man, we'll, I've been uh, waiting for that domino to fall. We'll see. We'll see. It's been a couple days now that it was on there, and I still haven't seen as I pull up uh, Niners Wire right now. I don't see uh, Kyle posting anything yet that it's official, so maybe Richard Sherman still. Um, we'll uh, end up on the Bills. I doubt it, though. There's also Steve Nelson. There's other veterans out there. I would be just so shocked. Heck, there's even Josh Norman. Do you want to bring him back again? You had more, sure. more faith in him sure. last year than Dane Jackson. But maybe that was just kind of a cover-up that they didn't <laughs> want to put all this pressure on Dane Jackson. But even if me, who I know it's going to be crazy for me to say that I sometimes don't believe the Bills when they tell me things. This is one of the things that I do kind of believe them for. Sound the alarm, Brian. I Same. actually do kind yeah. of believe I'm that they you. like Dane Jackson because they called him up to the roster. Not once or twice last year. You were only allowed to call guys up twice last year, by the way, for COVID reasons. They called this guy up five times because anytime someone like sniffed wrong or like couldn't play, even if it was – what was it? Tyler Croft, the tight end, couldn't yep, play. Yep, who, did, yep. who, who the hell do they call up? They call the cornerback, Dane Jackson, up to play. <laughs> Their guy. Like, they really like him. They really like him. If a tight end goes down, they're calling up the damn cornerback. So they do really like this guy. They like something in him. And the one other thing, too, I remember reading up on him, uh, who knows with these draft analysts, and, and they do, I, I give them credit, they do grind a lot more film than, than I have ever do in one offseason. Um, but uh, some of them last year did have Dane Jackson as like a mid-round pick, not that late seventh rounder. I, I saw early, I remember, his fourth or fifth round pick. He fell all over the seventh, and the Bills got him. So some were touting his skills last year. But uh, I don't know. I would just be shocked if 
at minimum, like Josh Norman didn't come back on like a, a cheap deal because I mean they, he he did play well. He did have a couple good games. He did have a couple of Derrick Henry stiff arms, but you know that happens to the best of us. I don't know. I, I would be surprised if they don't at least bring someone in on a vet minimum on a some kind of vet. vet I mean, just also because they've done it so many times too. Right, right. They haven't. That, that they haven't all gone Avante yeah. Davis. They haven't all gone Avante Davis. Some of them have been okay. <laughs> I would wouldn't be surprised if they do that again, but. Again, Dane Jackson, the guy, they, the proof, there is some solid, hardcore proof that, you know, when you got to send a tight end down and you're bringing Dane Jackson up, you like this guy. Seriously, random guy gets hurt on offense. Ooh, we can bring Dane Jackson up, right? So it's, uh, that is legitimately, legitimately what happened last year. That's a great point. Multiple times. They just kept, we're like, Dane, get in there. <laughs> They're trying to tell us. They're trying to tell us. So I just feel like we're going to see a lot more of Dane Jackson. He's a guy that I, I want to pay attention to. I'm going to pay more attention to Dane Jackson because Brandon Bean keeps telling me to. Uh, so that's where I, we'll continue the conversation right after this. All right, Nick, we got to get to tight end, right? I mean, Dawson Knox, is he still, quote unquote, the guy? Or do the Bills really like Jacob Hollister? Now, I've made my thoughts on Hollister known. I was not impressed when the Bills picked him up. Former Patriot. We'll see. I don't know how much of a battle this will really be because if the Bills are in more 12 personnel this year, then we might see both of these tight ends. But if they're into like, a, you know, who will be the preferred target, you think, in like those goal line type of situations? Russell Wilson enjoyed throwing to Hollister. He was happy to do it. So I wonder if Hollister starts to eat into some of Knox's targets around the goal line, maybe on some of those those situational times when Josh Allen actually does throw to the tight end. You cut me right at the heart there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm not convinced that he likes throwing to tight ends. <laughs> and I've said this before on the podcast. Aaron Rodgers does not like throwing to tight ends. He had Jimmy freaking Graham. Not that Jimmy Graham was the Jimmy Graham of old, but he did not like throwing to tight ends. He, just he hated do Jimmy Graham, by the way. He hated him. He also probably hated Jimmy Graham <laughs> among the numerous people he hates in He's Green like, Bay. Yeah, yeah, he was not in the inner circle. But, of course, uh, <laughs> it, we're going to find out one way or another if he likes going to Knox or Jacob Hollister or whatever. Um, you just have so much talent on the outside, too, for Allen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's going to be Dawson Knox, and this is this is the make-or-break year for him. I mean, he's going to the third year of his NFL career. He's dealt with some drop issues. I guess you can say he's kind of new to the tight end position-ish. I mean, you know, you see guys that they, they switch from, high school positions, whatever. I mean, he went from quarterback to tight end, so it's not quite like going like, you know, from D-line to offensive line or whatever like that. It's a little bit, I don't want to say it's a smooth transition, but, you know, you're staying in the trenches at least. You're doing some different things. He was supposed to be a quarterback, and he got hurt his senior year. It ended up at Ole Miss as a tight end, but um, Dawson Knox, that is. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know at this point who else they could pick up. I mean, Tim Tebow got signed for for god's sake anyone but Tebow. anyone but Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> anyone but Tebow right now let urban so. meyer have that guy that's fine yeah uh, uh, that's I, I cannot wait to watch former can, mets great can you picture yeah, seriously can you picture tebow running like a 10 yard out <laughs> like i can't he's too big like how's he gonna do that there was that one play though where they the jets like threw in the wildcat and he like they did throw him the ball once and like hit him in the head or something. <laughs> seriously he's or not graceful like out goofy. there he just needs to run like, into oh, people Lord. yeah seriously yeah it was well, uh i do have yeah, a yeah, uh, Knox, oh, go gotta be Knox. yeah yeah i would agree i think Knox is believe me i know jacob hollister so i'm giving i'm giving Knox the nod for sure but I also sound the alarm. I have a prediction here. I think this undrafted free agent that the Bills brought in at the tight end position, Quentin Morris of Bowling Green, I think he's going to be a fan favorite. I think the fans are going to want him to be on the final 53. I don't know why. They're, they're going to want him to like 
knock Reggie Gilliam off. Even though Gilliam plays a completely different role and he's the blocking tight end, they're going to want this uh, Quentin Morris guy because, I don't know, I just like the, the sound of him. He's a former wide receiver, tested well at his pro day, Nick. We need help at tight end. We got Quentin Morris at Bowling Green. I think he's a sleeper. There it is. I have no, I'm go- There's nothing to base that on. It's just a gut feeling. Um, that's a great prediction for Buffalo, New York. Cause this, this team, these people, like they cannot, um, these bills, mafia folks, these, uh, dear Lord, I almost said sabers. I don't want to bring the mood down there. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Um, but, uh, yeah, they love the backup. They love Duke Williams. They love the last guy in the roster. They love that underdog mentality. It's Buffalo against the world. Um, you know, Josh Allen's going to be a 15-year vet with five MVP awards and seven Lombardi trophies, and he's still going to be the guy that got drafted after Sam Darnold to them. Um, <laughs> it's just they love, you know, they love the underdog story. So Quentin Morris, what a Buffalo-esque prediction by you, Ryan. Like hey, who yeah. knows? I mean, I mean, we saw him the other day. CBS Sports put him on a list. Um, top 10, you know, undrafted rookie free agent signings. I will tell everyone to take that with a grain of salt because <laughs> I believe it was pro football focus. I wrote last year that they put him on their similar list, not him, not Quentin Morris. That'd be incredible if they put him on a list when he didn't even play in the NFL last year, but they put a guy by the name of Trey Adams on the best undrafted rookie free agent list a year ago. And he has retired from football. <laughs> so that's, you know, those things don't always go great. They don't always go great. So, like Tebow's yeah. career, like a swing and a miss right there, right? So, um, his baseball. Crazier career, so. things have been done than Quentin Morris making an NFL roster, like Tim Tebow not playing the NFL. Was it eight or nine years? Yeah. He's back. Yeah, eight people, or nine years. My people, lord. People aren't happy about that either. That he's just gonna gets to call up his buddy Urban Meyer, come in and just be a tight end, and take a roster spot. People are are not happy. They don't think that's fair. Uh, hey, I'm. I mean, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say. If, you know, if you're uh, lining Tebow up at tight end, that's your problem. Jaguars. So I will yeah. tell you this: I'm picking him up on my uh, yeah on my, on my uh, fantasy league. Yeah, There's yeah. No, but when Tim Tebow scores a damn touchdown, your man is going to benefit. From that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check in with you to see if that's for, for, for real. If you really do we'll that, see. I don't believe we'll you. See. So, I have what's it called? One of those dynasty leagues. I guess joined. I know it's not really a dynasty league uh, feature, but the the bench in my uh, I'll give my buddy a uh, Benjamin a shout out. That's like his uh, his. Twitter name. It's Ben Jammin. I don't know why he spaces it out like that, but Ben, uh, I'm gonna. I'm calling Tim Tebow in the first line of waivers this off season because we have 45 bench spots for some reason in this league, and yeah. I would like one to go to Tim Tebow. Dynasty <laughs> leagues, you could go for Tebow. There's no doubt about it. That, that would be Trevor it. Lawrence. Anyone can have him. I want <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the actual schedule release is going to come after our recording, so we can get into that here this summer. We can talk about the actual schedule. I was hoping that the Bills Bucks would be the first game of the season that Thursday night, Buffalo at Tampa Bay, Bills Brady, that thing that would be so fun, but it doesn't sound like sounds like reports are shooting that down Nick, so we don't we don't really have to get into that. I just think looking at the schedule without the specific dates yet, like the, the Bills have the, a nice home game against the Steelers that I think would be like a perfect Sunday night kind of thing, but I mean you're at Tampa Bay. You're at New Orleans. You're at Tennessee. You're at Kansas City. Like that's this looks like a tough schedule. The AFC East has gotten better, right? Those teams have kind of improved. This is not going to be a cakewalk this year for the Bills. No, no. They got some tough games. Um, uh, a lot of people, like you said, they were they were looking Bills at Bucks for the home opener or season opener on Thursday night. Would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. I think the one case that could have been made for it was 
why would you put small market Buffalo on that game? Well, it's the first game of the year and everyone on earth is going to watch it. It's just football is back. It doesn't matter who you put into it. So the Bills actually did have that going for them. Of course, they're also a very good team, first and foremost, along with the Buccaneers, who decent year in 2020. Um, so that would have been nice. But reportedly to our friends at Syracuse.com, that is going to be on December 12th, I believe. So apparently that game is going to be in December um, but you know, that's a game again, folks, bills in Tampa, go to Tampa in December. That will be fun and warm for you. Um, and there's other candidates too, of course, for, for primetime games for the bills. That one, I think that one was reported at four o'clock. So it's not quite primetime. You know, the bills, they, they, they're traveling to the chiefs again. I would bet that that's going to get a nice look. And then I laid out a bills where some other candidates, you mentioned Steelers, Ryan, that's been a primetime slot for the Bills. It just seems like they want to put the NFL that is, uh, you know, the Northeast to rivals. It, it's going to be cold as hell for it's both perfect. sides. Let's yeah. do it. It's made it's for night. It's been out yeah. there. I flexed or put because the, you know, it's been it's been done. I, I don't know. I don't know how the Steelers are going to do, but I also don't know how the Carson Wentz at Indianapolis experiment's going to go. But I said, screw it. On my list of five potential, you know, NFL schedule primetime games the Bills could get, I put the Colts, so we'll see. That'd be fun. You know, th- these are also games, folks, this will come out on Thursday, we know, and the schedule will be out. These, you know, these games could get flexed, too, later on in the season. So even if right. the year doesn't start, it'd still be fun, you know. Maybe later on they play the Colts at the playoff race or seeding, and Carson Wentz is doing good. Our old buddy Frank Wright gets it going there. And then, of course, you got the Patriots. Uh, reportedly, they might play the Bills again on Monday Night Football. I saw somewhere. I'm sorry. I can't credit to who it was because I don't remember. Don't hate me if you hear me, whoever that was. And then I put the Jets on there, too. I could have, It's easily put the Jaguars game. But, hey, the Bills, maybe. Apparently, apparently London football is happening again. Yeah. Um, yep, and yep, maybe absolutely. the Bills are going to the Jaguars. There's only – and, by the way, there's only eight possible opponents – because that's going to be a home game, or seven possible opponents, excuse me, because that's going to be a home game for the Jaguars. Um, and you have to notch one team off the list because of their eight opponents that they're going to play at home. One of them is the Falcons, who are already hosting a game in London themselves. So what are they going to have, like a home-and-home series in London? That doesn't make any sense <laughs> that have to do between those two teams. Seriously. So the Bills are like at a one-in-seven chance of, you know, of landing in London too, so sorry that Tampa Bay is not happening or Tampa's not happening. So, something tells me the Bills want nothing to do with London this year. Like screw that, you know. Like just like the Bills the could play. People. If the Bills could play not sixteen but seventeen games at one p.m. on Sunday, I bet they would do it. If they had <laughs> yeah, the choice, yeah. I think Sean McDermott would would literally say yes. Or if they could play like every every week at like eight o'clock or something like that. Like you know, if they could take seventeen primetime games, they'd do that. I think he just. Is so structured type of a guy. Yeah, that's uh, well, the Bills were, McDermott do that. They only had one o'clock games before they got good. So that's what happens when you get a quarterback. That is yeah. good. That is good. So really, the Bills only have their, themselves to blame for getting one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And even and even Dominique Foxworth wanted the Bills to play on the season opener. I mean, when you got that, folks, the NFL was not listening. And <laughs> you got to give the people what they wanted. I wanted it too. Go on, Bucks, Bills, Brady, Allen. That would have been beautiful. Pirate ship yeah. thing. You know, come on. That would have been fun. But, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see. So, uh, okay, I guess we're on to the summer, Nick. Um, I hope you actually get to take some time. I hope you get to, like, take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a step back. You guys at the NFL Wires, you put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. So, hopefully you get a little bit of a break, my man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, um, I don't know, we're recording on Taco Tuesday, Ryan. I think we're going to reward ourselves with uh, Taco down the street tonight. Why not? You know? <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love <laughs> we'll it. We'll see. 
Also- we'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll see. And if, if I don't talk to you, uh, you should enjoy that. Uh, don't take for granted that uh, that playoff hockey that you're going to be. Oh yeah, man! I did. I, on over I went the next to, few weeks while we. Uh, I went to that Bruins Sabers game a couple Saturdays ago, and it was uh, just as expected. I think the Bruins won like six to two or something. The Sabers didn't put up much of an effort in that one. So yeah, the Bruins are looking good. Taylor Hall, he's a good pickup for them. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna focus on you know the first place National League. East team, the New York Metropolitans, and then you can focus on the first place American League East team, the Boston Red Sox, and we'll pretend like hockey isn't happening until the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds good. I think all Buffalo's with you. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll, exchange, yeah. we'll exchange notes here in a, in a few weeks. But hey, no, if anything happens with the Bills, we'll we'll hop on here and do an emergency pod. It's just the Bills are so steady as we go right now that I don't know if there'll be a lot of breaking news, but you never know. Never know. Never you never know. know. But to all the people that have listened to the pod and shared it and subscribed and all that, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you. And we will talk to you later this summer. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.